What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode, a long overdue episode, I would say, Indeed. of Rapture Radio. We're back again. It's true. We we did this like, um, what do they call that? Like thieves in the night. We were. We we just kind of <laughs> all of a sudden decided we were going to start doing these episodes again. Not really. We've actually been planning this for a little bit of time. But you'll be seeing content from us on Wednesdays around eleven o'clock. Um, coming up over the next few weeks, Rapture Radio. Oh oh, wait for it. We got it back. <laughs> Rapture Radio. Yep, God and Government. God and Government. And Household um, and Homestead. Maybe some Household and Homestead episodes yeah. will come back up over time. But yeah, we'll be here with you guys. If y'all have got uh, ideas, questions, things that you're thinking through, I encourage you to drop those things in the comments as we go through. Today we're going to be talking about the date of the book of Revelation. This is actually kind of a big deal topic. Um, I, I didn't realize this before. There's a, there's a lot of kind of debate and uh, kind of some issues yeah. that center around that particular Now, are topic. we talking dating and the book of Revelation? <laughs> Casual dating? Yeah. Dating no. courtship? Why not? We could or try Or are, are we talking... Well, you know, it might be a uh, good What is segue. your eschatological view? Has it? How does it apply to whether or not you date or court? Yeah, my kids yeah. will only date post-millennials. That's allowed. <laughs> that's, that's presupposed. Mm, predestined. In fact, Ooh, predestined. Oh, gosh. yes, no, we are talking about the date of the book of Revelation. When was it written by John? Now, why does this matter, though? Like, why? Why? Is well, let's save that before we get to it. Okay. We have some update, some breaking news oh, snap. to discuss. OK, what? What do we got? Well, we got? well, essentially, there are a lot of people talking about the end of the world right now. Well, yes. A lot of Christians. <laughs> I'm sure some of our listeners Super here obvious. this morning have heard some of the predictions and there are simply some prophetic things that are taking place. Like? Many would say that Donald Trump, <laughs> President Donald Trump, or ex-President Donald Trump, depending on which news source you listen to, um, has been, according to some, fulfilling prophecy on a daily basis. On a daily basis. Mm. Like what? Like what prophecy? Well, you may not have known this, but <laughs> President Trump was born on June 14th. 1946, which is 700 days before Israel's birth as a nation. Mm. Now, you know the significance of 700. Mm, the Dispies are in a mm. fervor right now, baby. They're, they're loving it. Oh but that's God. not it. <laughs> that's not it. There's more. Then oh. on his first day in office, President Trump was 70 years old, seven months, and seven days old. Oh my 70 God. years, seven months, and seven days old. Seven, you can't, you can't seven, seven. I need, uh, where's our, where's our Facebook mm. fact checker? Zuckerberg, we need your help. As prophet, <laughs> as the prophet, my, as the prophet Jeremiah says in twenty five twelve, when the 70 years are completed, I will punish the king of Babylon and that nation. <laughs> You see, it's all clear. It's right there. It's all right there, baby. Oh, this is fantastic. He was born not on the 4th of July. Mm. Not, and he was not born as Credence was, you know, with a bad moon rising. <laughs> he was born on a blood moon. We need sound effects. We need a blues need song moments. called Born on a Blood Moon. <laughs> it's all about President Trump. Donald Trump was born on a blood moon? Born on a blood moon. Mm, 70 years. And ranked the mm. 700th and 77th richest person in the world by Forbes, <laughs> Forbes magazine. This cannot. The signs are clear. This cannot be coincidence. He is the... We is have it? no idea what this means, but it means something. <laughs> <laughs> this cannot this be a coincidence. Fantastic. Yeah, fantastic. yeah. fantastic. No, so, no, as the world is preparing to receive their mark of the beast in the form of a COVID vaccine. <laughs> um, not really. <laughs> well... Uh. 
Yeah. It's coming. We can uh, we can firmly say this as fellow post-millennialists. I think um, Pastor Stewart has essentially come out of the closet on this. Mm, functionally. Um, as I'm a functional post-millennialist. Functional post-millennialist. Right. He likes the sound of it. He likes the sound Sounds of it. Good. Mm, Sounds good. Things are getting better. Just Ooh, let, it like it. let it Hand go. Let it go. Hand the legacy down to my children. Mm, Ooh, I like see, it. Sounds good. Victory for the church. Sounds mm, good. I like it. Feels so, good. We can say as fellow post-millennialists that... Jesus is not going to be coming back tomorrow. Uh, the rapture is not about to happen. He is going to rule until he puts all of his enemies under his feet. That's Bible. That's Amen. Bible. Amen. That's Bible. That includes Lord Fauci. That includes all <laughs> those who exalt themselves up above the name of the Lord. Ooh. So, mm. There's wars and rumors of wars, though. This is referring to the civil wars that broke out after the end of the Pax Romana in the first century. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We've talked about all that. Yeah, there. we've said that before. That's in previous Rapture Radio episodes right. that you can go to sermonaudio.com and download. Um, Rapture, search Rapture Radio on there, and you'll be able to pull those things up. We've and pretty soon things. we'll have our own iTunes podcast. We'll have our own amazing. podcast feed for this whole series. That's coming. Producer Matt actually just learned about that in that moment when I said it, but it's happening, and it's going to be go. fantastic. Come on. we got all kinds of cool things rolling out. No, but today we're talking about some serious stuff, some academic, scholarly things. Mm. But where you land on this issue is essential. But see, that's interesting because you wouldn't think that. Like your average... Southwest Louisiana Christian who's coming to church, you know, maybe they've been going to church their whole life. Nobody really thinks that the dating of Revelation is significant. <gasps> oh, boring. Yeah. Like, why do we got to talk about this? That's right. Yes. What's the big deal? Why is this thing? Well, matter? because the book of Revelation is filled with a lot of scary stuff. Sure. Seven headed beasts <laughs> and whores <laughs> sitting atop seven mountains and blood up to his thighs mm. and, and, and the son of man coming in the clouds. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It, it's filled with all manner of, of scary doom and gloom. Right. Apocalyptic language. Right, right. And so if that is in the future for us, then e It changes know, the way you live. If, it, the, if this is something that's coming... That's right. It changes the way that we live right now. Right. Now, to be more technical, the book of Revelation refers to the things taking place in certain chapters as the Great Tribulation. Mm -hmm. So, too, does Matthew 24 refer to the Great Tribulation. Mm -hmm. Most people believe it's referring to the same event. Mm -hmm. The question is, is it in the future for us or the past? Mm -hmm. And the dating of the book of Revelation makes a huge difference. Okay. If the book was written before the destruction of AD, of AD 70, mm-hmm. the destruction of Jerusalem, mm-hmm. then we can reasonably see that the great tribulation foretold by Matthew 24 and the book of Revelation took place within the lifetime of those readers. It came in 70 AD. But if this book was written after that great destruction, then what? Then we're still waiting for this Right. Event. We're still waiting these for bad all these things, things to take that are place. coming. But it, so the, the general gist is like all the bad stuff, all the, the wars, rumors of wars, all that stuff. All the is, dragons and seven-headed serpents and coming in the clouds and the beasts. That the, was to Israel about the Roman conquest. That's what, that's what we're saying. That's and right. that means John must have prophesied it before the destruction of A.D. Right. 70. But if 
If he wrote it in 95, if he which is the later, other opinion, right. then it can't have been referring to the destruction of Jerusalem. And it's something that's still coming. Something in the future. Or perhaps, mm. as some would say, it's allegorical of how the whole world will exist. Okay. So it's not just a future tribulation, but in fact, all of the world is characterized by these terrible negative things. So we have to. So this matters. Like it, this it, changes is, the, it changes your view of history. Mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. Whether or not your view of linear history is negative or positive, whether or not you think of it as ending in the defeat of all of Christ's enemies mm-hmm. or in the total you know, crucifixion and constant suffering of the church mm-hmm. until they finally roll over and die, mm-hmm. and then the end mm-hmm. comes. Okay. So it really does have a play on the way you view the future. Okay. Which okay. is why I would say post-millennialism that holds that the future is bright, mm-hmm. though there's suffering, though there is trial, but the future has a bright trajectory. These apocalyptic visions were to the destruction of Jerusalem in the past. Mm. That's why postmillennialism is so popular among young people these days. Okay. Because it gives us a vision for the future of this world. Mm. Not unlike Marxism does and right. other humanistic religions. Right. There's a, there's a trajectory. Every single religious viewpoint has a trajectory of progress, right? And so I could see yeah, why. And it's all going to burn and we're just going to get up on out of here. <laughs> it's just so we not don't very appealing anymore. No, no one right. wants to hear it. So postmillennialism right. is on the rise. It is very popular. But we're showing from the text of Scripture why it is the eschatological vision Ooh. of the Bible and of the future. The. And part of it today, we're showing what is the date of the writing of the book of Revelation. Okay, so what do we got? Where are we going to start? How are we going to prove this? Well, first we're going to say that the book of Revelation is very difficult. John Calvin never even wrote a commentary on it. John Calvin? He said he didn't quite understand what it was all about, and so he just didn't write a commentary on it. Dang. Okay. Okay. So there you have it. That's... So we're, we're going. We're going in here, and we're going to work on this. We can do this, though. I'm, I'm excited. There was a lot of things, though. You know, the more I study Calvin, the more I kind of understand that he was, he was kind of starting a trajectory, a direction. Well, he's, he didn't he's, quite have it all figured out I just mean, it's yet. many years ago, and, 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 you, and, of course, not everyone has everything figured out. Sure. It takes time to reveal these things. But John does tell the readers, blessed is the one who understands these words and heeds them. So it is not written to be a mystery, Mm. It is written to be a revelation, mm. to reveal, not to conceal. Mm. So we enter into the book of Revelation with the premise that it's intended to reveal something to us. Yeah, you study and you understand. That God's not in trying to confuse everyone. Right. That's but right. if we have certain um, interpretive benchmarks wrong, mm-hmm. it will be confusing and absolutely almost, in fact, useless. <laughs> so Right. I want to get to the point where one day I can preach from this book. And so we have to lay the groundwork to show people why it is beneficial, Mm. why it is fruitful, and why we have a good, tangible understanding of it. And there is a lot of people in American Christianity that generally just say away from Revelation. They're not not messing with it. They don't want to play with it. They don't want to touch it because they probably share that same sentiment that they had with John Calvin originally. But if our desire is to study and to learn and to grow, then we should... That's right. Press in. That's good. Says we'll be blessed if we hear it and heed it. Ooh, then let's be blessed. Let's do it. Let's be blessed. So there's two opinions as to the date. There's the early and the later. Okay. It's either written in 65 ish before the destruction of Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. or in 95 ish after the destruction of Jerusalem. So 70 A.D. Right. That's the destruction of Jerusalem. Okay. So it is either referring all of these apocalyptic visions and. And, and whatnot is either referring to the destruction of Jerusalem mm-hmm, mm-hmm. in the Roman Wars okay. 
or it's referring to some distant future of tribulation, or it is simply um, a, an analogous for life in general, a long time. A life in you general. Know, just that okay. life is always tribulation and trial, and it becomes increasingly true at different points and places. Wow. That it's not referring to one singular event that we think of as the Great Tribulation. So those are kind of the main constructs. Okay. okay. But if it, is refer- if it is written in 65, okay. then it is... It is easy to see how it points to the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm, okay. In fact, it mentions Jerusalem, that city in which our Lord was crucified mm. a couple of times. Okay. So we'll get into okay. all of these things. Okay. Today we're just talking about the date. All right. And we'll start in Revelation chapter 11, verses 1 and 2. All right. Revelation 11, chapter verses 1 and 2. This, what we're talk- doing here, is for the person who wants to establish their eschatological opinions mm-hmm. with fact, with verses. Mm. Not with emotion, not with feeling, not with tradition. Ooh. I'm trying to lay out the reasonable arguments okay. so that they can determine with human reason and faith whether or not postmillennialism is true. Okay. And one big, one big domino that needs to fall is the date of the book of Revelation. Mm. So this, here we go, Revelation. And folks that are listening might not even know that, but now you have been so informed. There you go. And so let's roll. Let's roll. Here we go. Revelation 11, verses 1 and 2. Okay. Then I was given a measuring rod like a staff. So this is John having an apocalyptic vision. Mm-hmm. He's given this measuring rod okay. to measure. Okay which is almost a sign of impending judgment and doom if you consider this in the book of Ezekiel and other places. Okay. okay. And I was told, rise and measure the temple of God. Okay. Now what's that? It's still there. The temple of God. hadn't been destroyed yet. Whoa. Measure the temple of God and the altar Mm. and those who worship there. But do not measure the court outside the temple. Leave that out, for it is given over to the nations, and they will trample the holy city, the what? The holy, holy city, city, Jerusalem, oh, snap. for 42 months. Oh, snap. Okay. okay. We have here... So we're done. Great so podcast done. All today, right, great guys. talk. <laughs> John is assuming the temple, the courtyard, the priests, mm-hmm. the altar are all still in place. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is measuring it, which is a sign of coming judgment. Okay. And he says that the courtyard is given over to the Gentiles, to the nations, to trample it for 42 months. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Luke chapter 21, verse 24. Jesus. Listen carefully. Okay, I'm listening. They will fall by the edge of the sword and be led captive among all nations, and Jerusalem will be trampled underfoot by the Gentiles until the times of the Gentiles are fulfilled. Wow. John is quoting Jesus. Jesus is talking about the temple and Jerusalem and that generation, Mm. and so is John. Mm. Okay. Okay. We have clear textual evidence Mm -hmm. that John assumes and the angel telling him to measure Mm -hmm. assume the temple already exists. It's still there. It would, this would make no coherent sense Mm -hmm. if the temple had already been destroyed. Mm. That's true. Can I play devil's advocate? Yeah. Well, sure. So what, but John's been in jail. So he, he doesn't know he's been on the Island of Patmos. Maybe, maybe he just doesn't have a clue about it. Yeah, but something, the destruction of the temple, whether you're in jail or not in jail, the end of all of Jewish civilization, you know, thousands and thousands of years of Mosaic administration. It's not little news. No, it 
Every, we still there's entire books written about it that mm. we still have in our possession mm. by famous historians. Okay, so okay. there's there's no way this would would go um, unnoticed. M- moreover, the angel itself mm. who is giving him this vision, which is the messenger Jesus Christ, mm. um, he of course would know, seeing that's that true. he was the one that destroyed it. He would be like, "No, the temple's gone." <laughs> right. Yeah. No, that's good. Um, that's good. here's another one. Revelation chapter seventeen, verse nine through ten. Okay. Here we go. Um, more textual evidence. Um, this calls for a mind with wisdom. The seven heads. <clears throat> okay, so there had been a vision. Okay. The angel's now going to interpret the vision for John. Okay. It would be impossible for John to have done this on his own. Right. Uh, Jesus reveals to him the significance of it. The seven heads are seven mountains. So he sees a vision of a seven-headed beast. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The, the Jesus, the messenger, reveals to him the significance of this seven-headed beast. Mm-hmm. He says the seven heads are seven mountains. Okay, okay. Everyone in the ancient world and still people today understand that Rome is the city on seven hills. Ah, okay, okay, okay. And it's on which the woman, that's the harlot, the adulterous harlot, which yep. we'll talk about in later shows, yep. is seated, which means enthroned. Okay. 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 Verse 10, they are also seven kings. So the seven-headed beast, the heads represent mountains. Okay. Got it. Seven mountains and seven kings. Okay. Got it. Then he says, five of whom have fallen. So what does that mean? That's seven kings. Five of those seven have died and fallen. Okay. They're no longer ruling in Rome. Got it. The seven-hilled city. Got it. One is. Okay. That's the sixth. Okay. The other, the seventh, has not yet come. Okay. And when he does come, the seventh, he must remain only a little while. Mm. We know from history that Rome was ruled by various emperors, seven up to the year 70. Okay. 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 The sixth one, the one who in our text is, Mm -hmm. is Nero. Okay. After Nero died in 68, Galba takes over. And rules for six months Mm. to be compared with the other emperors who would rule for like 14 years, 20 years. Right, right, right. We have here more textual historical evidence that John is writing during the time of Nero, who died in 68. And we are being told explicitly, Mm. anyone reading this letter in that day and age would have immediately seen, oh, seven kings over Rome, five dead, one is, that's Nero, and Galba soon is going to come. Hmm. He's saying one is. He predicts what's going to happen with Galba because it is a prophecy after all. Right, right, right. That's more textual evidence that it was written during the reign of Nero wow, that's before profound. 68. Mm, that's good stuff right there. I don't even have a devil's advocate moment for that. That's great. I like that. <laughs> it's done. I like that. All so right. moreover, John opens up the book of Revelation writing to seven actual churches. That's right. That's right. The he knows what's going on. Yep. There is no reason for us to then think that all of a sudden he's going to send these seven churches who he knows personally. Mm-hmm. He knows even details of the problems they have and the strengths and weaknesses of each church. Right. There is no way for us to think that he would then send them this mysterious, vague, shrouded riddle mm-hmm. that will not even begin to be true for thousands and thousands of years. 
and then tell them, blessed are you who hear this and heed it. Mm. Talk about a mind, you know, a head scratcher. Right, 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 right. No, that's great. It makes much more sense that he was writing to these seven historical churches about things that they were going to deal with. That they were going to experience very soon. And how to deal with them and Mm. and how to interpret them theologically. Yeah, yeah. It's not just something that, you know, guys put this letter away for thousands of years later. No, yeah, here's this strange um, Babylonian cultic mystery letter (laughs) that you're all just going to like be left in a stupor when we're done here. Uh. Right. Right. Oh, that's great. Oh, man. He even says in Revelation chapter one, verse three, he's beginning the book. He says, blessed is the one who hears this and heeds it. You got to hear it to heed it. Right. You got to understand it. Right. To obey it. Mm-hmm. Hear means understand in, in the Jewish worldview. Right. He's not right. saying blessed is the one who has these these words you know, go through their cognitive devices, you know, their cognitive <laughs> faculties right. and has no comprehension of what this means, so which is understand. basically how a modern reader reads it. That's right. That's the right. best they can do is pull up strange, random, you know, principles from mm-hmm. one verse here or there, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but they, it, it makes no cohesive sense as a book. Right. Right. So it's directly relevant to them. They can understand it. They can obey it. Mm. Revelation one nine, he says they're already in tribulation. Revelation 2, some are already being persecuted and killed. They need to persevere. Mm. These are real people going through real problems. They're already getting it. They need a letter. They need help. Right then. Wow. And he's showing them that this is all a part of Jesus' plan. The temple will be destroyed. Your enemies who are persecuting you right now, the Jewish people, were uh, were the most responsible for the persecution of the early church. Mm. They will be destroyed. You will be freed from their bondage. All of this is going according to plan, you know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. don't fret, persevere, right. wait through it. Right. Jesus said all of these things would happen as well. He predicted it in Matthew chapter 24, over and over and over again. Though that Jewish group of people who said his blood would be on our hands and our children's, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. They would receive the wrath. That generation would receive the wrath. Mm-hmm. And uh, they would have it in 70. In that that's right. 70 yeah. AD. Jesus predicted it. John predicts it. He's helping the church make it through. Mm. Here's another one. Revelation chapter one, verse one. First verse. Okay, ready? He sets the stage for the whole thing. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show to his servants the things that must soon take place. Now, Pastor Brandon, soon doesn't mean like soon. It's like soon, like a couple thousand years out, like soon-ish. Soon in the eyes of eternity. It's not soon, literal. You know what I mean? Well, let's try verse 3. Okay, I'm ready. Blessed is the one who reads aloud the words of this prophecy, and blessed are those who hear and who keep what is written in it, for the time is near. Well, I mean near, you know, in like the the thousands of years <laughs> since. You know, yeah. not like... Imagine sitting in like... one of these seven churches and hearing this, <laughs> and then you're like, guys, we need to get to work here. We need to... Hey, hey, hey. That's not what this means. We don't mean right now. This is for random people (laughs) thousands of years in the future. Right. This is an allegory referring to how life and history will unfold for thousands of years. Mm. No. Blessed are we who hear and obey it because the time is near. Mm. Mm. The literal uh, definition of that time is near is at arm's length. Like you can reach out and grab it. It's, it's coming. Re- it's and coming. of course, yeah. that was the case. Right. Revelation 22.10, the very last part of the book. And he said to me, do not seal up the words of the prophecy of this book, for the time is near. Near. We don't need to do backflips and <laughs> cartwheels and, and 
it's pretty simple. Like whenever you just read it, it's not that complicated. Read it. You pull down all the veils and everything. It's really it seems pretty direct and pretty simple. Yeah. Amen. Revelation one seven. Here's the next bit of it of evidence. All right, I'm ready. Behold, he that is Jesus. This is the first chapter. Okay, this is the theme. Okay, is is coming with the clouds. Okay. Okay. The time is near. You know. These things are about to happen. Mm -hmm. Then right after saying that, he he blessed is anyone who hears this and obeys it. Then he says, he is coming with the clouds. Mm. Ooh, Active. He is coming. Now we, because we've been programmed, Mm -hmm. believe that refers to the end of human history when Jesus Christ returns to earth through the cumulonimbus. (laughs) <laughs> through the through our atmosphere. Right. Okay. But this is apocalyptic literature. This is apocalyptic imagery mm-hmm. for Jesus's enthronement at the right hand of the Father mm-hmm. and his then judgment, his baptism of fire on Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. Right. He's okay. coming with the clouds and every it. eye will see him. This mm-hmm. doesn't mean that it's going to be televised on a satellite so that every human can watch it on their iPhones. Right. right. <laughs> it's not what it means. Even those who pierced him, Ooh. who pierced him? Wait, the Hold Jewish people—they okay. crucified him, as Peter said in his sermon on Acts two, whom you crucified. Mm-hmm. And all tribes of the earth—that is, tribes of the land, mm-hmm. land or earth—can be translated either way. Mm-hmm. That phrase, "tribes of the earth," almost always refers to the tribes of Israel. Okay, will wail. They still have the wailing wall, the weeping wall. They will mourn because of the destruction of Jerusalem, Mm -hmm. and it will be on account of him who is coming in the clouds. Even so, amen. Daniel chapter 7, verse 13, if you want to study this out, he goes through the clouds of heaven. He has given dominion. Listen to Isaiah 19, 1. It's an oracle concerning Egypt. Listen to what it says. Egypt's been bad. They're going to get judgment. Behold, the Lord is riding on a swift cloud and comes to Egypt. Is Mm. he referring to the end of time coming to earth? No. Coming in clouds, a cloud coming, is apocalyptic literature throughout Scripture to refer to God visiting people in judgment. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The Lord is riding on a swift cloud and comes to Egypt, and the idols of Egypt will tremble at his presence, and the heart of the Egyptians will melt within them. They will wail. Mm. John is using Old Testament language Mm -hmm. for what Jesus will do as the enthroned Messiah. He will destroy his enemies. Mm. He pours out his spirit on his church. He destroys Jerusalem. He establishes the new Jerusalem. He destroys the temple. He establishes the new temple. The old heavens and earth, that Old Testament administration passes away. The new heavens and the new earth begin on the first day of the new creation, which is the Lord's day. Mm. Mm. So... Big picture stuff here. Yeah. But we That's have great. every reason to believe mm-hmm. that the book of Revelation was written before the destruction of Jerusalem. Yeah. And I have not even gotten into the historical evidence. I haven't gone to any other sources. I haven't pointed out that the dating, the old dating for Jeru- for the writing of the book of Revelation is established by a very small amount of spurious reports from the past. Mm-hmm. We haven't even gotten into all of that. Right. We could We could talk about this forever and ever and ever. But I wanted to just show with a basic textual, the textual evidence. Yeah, no, this is great. That 
it is not far-fetched to see this as an early date. In fact, it no. makes sense if you just read it plainly and simply. Yeah, absolutely. I think that's a, that's a very helpful thing, especially for, for somebody who might not necessarily have a lot of Bible background or has been avoiding the book of Revelation for, you know, whatever reason it And, might and be. someone without a lot of Bible really background or tradition, they might read it and be like, oh, obviously. It was written, to, true. written to these they churches about what they're... Yeah. <laughs> they didn't watch the exactly. behind series early on in life. So that's all that true. that's coming, the beast, the antichrist, yeah. right? Yeah. The, the witnesses, the 144,000, the, the harlot and seven-headed beasts and all this creepy stuff mm-hmm. is referring to the destruction of Jerusalem. Mm-hmm. It's chapter after chapter of oracle against Jerusalem, that mm-hmm. city who, mm-hmm. in, in whom the Lord was crucified. Yeah, right. And it shows us the destruction of the temple coming, the destruction of Jerusalem, and at the very end of the book of Revelation, we see the emergence of the new temple, mm-hmm. you know, prepare the new Jerusalem, mm-hmm. coming out of, of the clouds of heaven, establishing the new order for the universe, which we are living in today. Mm. The temple of God, the new Jerusalem, the church. Ooh. And so it is, the, it is one of the most important books in the Bible. Yeah. It shows that transition period. Yeah. And it also restates many of the things we learned earlier in the Bible. Right. When you get this concept, the whole New Testament begins to make much more sense to you. And you begin to find your place in this world yeah. with hope and positivity for the future. All those, those dreary shadows and apocalyptic nightmares are not in the future. They're in the past. Mm. The future is bright. Mm. Mm. It's so bright. Say it again. Fauci thinks so, too. Pope Fauci. <laughs> he, he believes it will be bright as long as everyone can be hogtied, vaccinated, <laughs> given vaccination cards. The government will save you. Yeah. Amen. But that's a different show. You know, you're making me get sidetracked here. We're going to be talking about that later on tonight, by the way, in our Best Bad podcast starting at 5 p.m. right here on Christchurch Media. Um, Pastor Brandon, any closing words you got for anybody? Hey, look, I, look out for our podcast coming up on iTunes soon called Rapture Radio. That's right. We're going to be doing the Rapture Radio shows once a month. Ooh. We're doing God and Government once a month, Household and Homestead once a month. We're going to do Rapture Radio once a month. That gives Ooh. us a good steady pace. Yeah, I feel like that's We're going to be working through all sorts of prophetic uh, visions and verses throughout all of Scripture. Hmm. And, uh, but next time, we're going to talk about the beast. Who's the beast? Who's the Antichrist? What about these uh, figures? Mm. Is Hillary Clinton really the Antichrist? I mean, <laughs> these are things we're going to be dealing with in the next show. That's fantastic. Guys, thank you so much for joining us for another episode of Rapture Radio. Uh, we will be live every Wednesday around 11 o'clock right here on Christchurch Media. Just like Pastor Brandon said, we're going to be having dedicated podcast feed that you can find for Household and Homestead, God and Government. Um, what is this called? Rapture Radio. There it is. Also mm-hmm. the Best Bad Podcast. You'll be finding those things online. You can also go to wearechristchurch.com slash media um, to find more information and resources, blog articles, books, tons and tons of things. We also have exciting developments coming over the next several months regarding our Christchurch media and uh, lots of new fun ways of disseminating information for all of you to learn, grow, and pursue and love Jesus more and more. Amen. In the meantime, thank you guys so much for joining us again uh, for one of these episodes. If you've got questions, you can email me, Stuart, S-T-U-A-R-T, at wearechristchurch.com, um, and we'd be happy to address anything that you might be dealing with as well. And we will see y'all next time.